All right, Jabosai, good morning. A lot to do today. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat, to thank the Elba Mishpacha for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in loving memory of husband and father Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Kapo ben Avram Menachem. We thank Mrs. Bracha Strimber for being our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Shvat, dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drashos in loving memory of her husband Avi Strimber, Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi on the occasion of his ninth yardset. You have been in the merit of our Tamatora. Then Hashamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. We also thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Drs. Jeremy and Erica Brown, David and Roz Gleiser, and, and Rebecca Brown in honor of Gavi Brown completing his doctoral degree. Mazel Tov, Dr. Gavi Brown. We uh, hope that Amir Sashem Gavi will go on to accomplish many great things in his profession. All right, Debos, with that, let us begin. So a lot to do today. Today's daf is Ayin Tess 79. We have, we have a really incredible sugya ahead of us today. We are picking on, on daf Ayin Tess. We actually, we made, we made some good headway in yesterday's daf. One of the advantages of Sunday, a little bit more time. So we are picking up actually at the two dots on Ayin Tess. I'm with Aleph, two, four, six, seven lines down from the top. Obemukdoshin. Ain't okay. So we'll say, remember again, we've really gotten, we've really gotten very into the discussion regarding Karbanos. And I, I, I hope, I hope it's kind of sometimes demystifying a little bit of these sacrificial concepts, which often seem to, which often seem to confuse us. But again, these sugis are, are, are really laying out these concepts. I think very clearly any, any lack of clarity is not on the part of the Gemara but on the, on the part of the Magid Shir. So if, 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 you're, if you're confused, I apologize for that. The Gemara actually is trying to lay it out quite clearly. So one of the concepts that we had in our Mishnah was the following idea. So remember, again, we spoke about the idea that we pass in like Rabbi Yoshua, which tells us that what? That halacha lamaisa, you require basr and dam, right? Ideally, you require both sacrificial meat as well as blood in order for a carbon to be effective. Rabbi Yoshua, remember again, as we saw in the Rambam, as we saw in the Rambam, so Rabbi Yoshua holds that to be true, the Chatrilo, but even if you just have dam, that is enough as well. And with Karbanos Tzibur, even the Chatrilo, all you require is dam. The exception to that rule, carbon Pesach. Right? Karban Pesach is going to require both Basr and dam. And the reason for that is because that remember, carbon Pesach itself, the whole essence of it is for Achila. So therefore, because the whole essence of it is for Achila, therefore, Halacha Lamaisa, you require Basra as well. Although, the Gemara did introduce us to the concept or to the opinion of Rabbi Nasan, and Rabbi Nasan holds that Halacha Lamaisa, Achila is not Ma'akev by carbon Pesach. Now, again, we'll see what to do with the sheet of Rabbi Nasan, but at least for now, that's here on the table. So the Gemara says, Bemukdashin Enokein. By the rest of Karbanos, now remember, in our Mishnah, the Mishnah was saying, even according to Rabbi Yoshua, who holds that you need Basr and, Basr and Dam, Basr can mean what Rabbi saying. Basr just means a part of the carbon that is consumable. But we are willing to be flexible with that definition, because Basr can mean what? Either Basr, which is consumed by Kohanim slash owners, or Chelev, which is consumed on the Mizbeach. So generally for Karbanos, as long as you have Basr or Chelev, that satisfies the Basr requirement. Karban Pesach is not like that. Karban Pesach, you mamish need Basr. So that's what it means, B'mukdashin enokein. By Karbanos, by regular Karbanos, Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, as long as you have 
Basar or Chalev, you can go ahead and be Zorik Es Adam. So it says the Gemara Masnisin money, whose opinion is our Mishnah Rabbi Yoshua? It's Rabbi Yoshua. The same Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Kalas Vachim Shabbatorish and Ishtayim Ehen Kazayis Basar or Kazayis Chalev, Zorik Es Adam. Because Rabbi Yoshua is of the opinion that all of the Kabbalists in the Torah, whether you have whether you have a kezayis of meat or a kezayis of chelev, ultimately, again, you are allowed to go ahead and do zrika. Kechatsi zayis basar, ul kechatsi zayis dam. However, again, I'm sorry, kechatsi zayis basar, kechatsi zayis chelev. However, both says, listen to this. What happens if you have a half a kezayis of meat and a half a kezayis of chelev? So first of all, this is very important because now what we're saying is that halacha lamaisa, how much basar, according to Rabbi Yoshua, says that you need both basar and dam, how much basar do you need? To which the Gemara says, a kizayis. A kizayis. Now, Bosin, I watch this case. What about kichatsi zayis basar or kichatsi zayis chalev? What happens if you have a half a kizayis of meat and a half a kizayis of chalev? What happens then? Ein zorikas adam. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So, in other words, it has to be a full kezayis of one or the other. You can't have two half kezayisim. So the Gemara says, Uba ola, when it comes to an ola, afilu kechazi zayis basu kechazi zayis chilev zorek es adam. Ola is the exception by an ola, even if you have a half a kezayis of chilev, a half a kezayis of basar, that is enough to satisfy the basar criteria. Why is chilev different? Since, because I will say, since anyway, ola is fully burned on the mizbeach, so really no one's consuming it anyway. And therefore, Allah a half a kezayis of chilev and a half a kezayis of basar to have the ability to combine together. When it comes to a mincha, afa pisha kula kayames. Lo Yizrok. But I will say, by a mincha, even if the full mincha is intact, you can't go ahead and do zriga. So the Gemara says, mincha, maya verite, why, what, what, what does mincha have to do with this conversation? Amra papa, minchas nesochim. So we'll say, it's actually very interesting. My papa says, we're talking about the mincha, which comes with karbanos. Look at Rashi. Minchas nesochim, haba im hazevach. So we'll say again, certain karbanos had an accompanying mincha. So we're talking about a mincha which accompanied a carbon. Now watch this. The Gemara says, Rashi says, Ma'udetema, ki zevach dam yovetehavi b'makum zevach lahach shiras adam. See, I will say, I'm going to have thought that a mincha that comes with, that, that accompanies a carbon takes on sacrificial status vis-a-vis the blood. Meaning what? Look at the Gemara. Sagadai tchamina, I would have thought, kevan da'asya mikoach zevach, ki gufei de zevach dami, I would have thought that since the mincha comes along with the carbon, that it becomes like the carbon. And I both say, therefore what? Therefore, I would have thought that let's say you have a carbon that you bring together with a mincha. Let's say there is nothing left of the carbon. There is no basr, there is no chalev, but what do you have still intact? The mincha. I would have thought that the presence of the mincha should be the equivalent of what? Having basr or chalev. And therefore, the existence of the mincha should allow for the zrikas haddam of the carbon, even though there's no basra chilev. Kamashwan, that's not the case. Kamashwan, that as much as the mincha definitely has sacrificial status, it does not count as basr or chilev. So the Gemara says, chilev minalan. By the way, how do you know that chilev counts as basr? When we speak about basr, basr doesn't mean chilev. 
Basra means basra and chelev means chelev. Yet, interestingly enough, for sacrificial purposes, according to Rabbi Yoshua, who says that you need basra and dam, chelev counts as basr. How do you know that? The Pasik says you shall offer up the Khilev as a pleasing aroma to Hashem. Khilev So you see over here that the Torah discusses the offering up of Khilev and calls it a Reach Nichoach. And remember, this Pasik, this Pasik is written in the context of Zrika. So you see that Chelev is spoken about as an offering. It's spoken about as a reyach nichoach in the context of Zrika. So therefore you see that Chelev has the equivalent, is the equivalent of Basr as well. Ashkichon, Chelev. So we'll say, now I know Chelev. However, Yoseres HaKavid Ushtei Klayos Minalem. Now both remember again, amongst the sacrificial parts that are offered up on the Mizbeach, are Chelev is also the Yoseres HaKavid, which is the diaphragm. The diaphragm of the animal. And Shtei Klayos. Ultimately, again, the two kidneys. Now, here's what's interesting. Now, if you're going to tell me that chaylev counts as basr, then what? The truth, then, then what else should count? What else should count? Any other sacrificial part. Right? So, so too, again, so, so too, the diaphragm and the kidneys, which are also burnt on the Mizbeach, should also count towards the basr requirement. So now I know chaylev. How do I know that the Osiris HaKavit, the diaphragm and the kidneys also count? To satisfy the Basar criteria to which the Gemara says, Hecha Aminan, Hecha Aminan, I'm sorry, So we'll say, first wide line, Ayin Tesimandalaf, Minalan, Hecha Aminan Dezakinan, Midiktani, Ube Mincha, Afa Pisha Kula Kayemes Lo Yisra. Because we'll say, I'll tell you how. By the, beforehand, when we spoke about the Mincha, so we spoke about if you have a Mincha that accompanies a carbon, if there is nothing left of the carbon, there's no Basar, there's nothing. But the accompanying mincha is intact. You can't do zrika based on the existence of the accompanying mincha. Now, I both say, listen to this. Mincha hudalo. So it's only the mincha that does not allow for zrika. Abal shapir dami. But I you could infer from that that it's only the mincha that does not count as basr. But any other sacrificial part of the animal will count towards the Basar requirement. So if I will say, what you see over here is quite fascinating. We're extending the Basar requirements. Remember, this is all according to Rabbi Yoshua, who says that Allah for Kabanos, in order to do Zriga, you need both the Dam and the Basar. Now we're beginning to learn that Basar doesn't just mean meat which is consumed, but Basar could also include Chelev, which is offered up on the Mizbeach, and now also the other sacrificial parts, namely the diaphragm and the kidneys. So the Gemara says, "Hudlo aval Yosaris hakavdus shtei aklayos shaper dami." So the Gemara says, "Minalon." So the Gemara says, "Minalon Rabbi Yochanan didei amer kra l'reach nichoach." So we'll say. So again, where does Rabbi Yochanan himself extrapolate this from? The pasuk says, "L'reach nichoach kol sha'ata ma'ala l'reach nichoach." Ultimately, we'll say where does he learn that from? Reach nichoach. So anything, anything which provides a pleasing aroma. Now I will say. What's the definition of an item that, that, that creates a pleasing aroma? It's offered up on the Mizbeach. So pretty much any sacrificial part that's offered up on the Mizbeach has the status of Basar. So the Gemara says, so I will say, if we, if we kind of bring this all out, we see that we learn out Chelev from the Hikta Chelev L'Reach Nicholach. We learn out Yoseres HaKaved and Klayos, the diaphragm and the kidneys from also a different Reach, from, well, from the same Pasuk, from Reach Nicholach. 
And therefore, again, we learn how we, we expand our definition of basar to include all sacrificial items. The Gemara says, by the way, so now here is the shaila. So why do I need to why do I need to learn out each of these things separately? Right? Because remember, again, we're learning this out in stages, right? Step one is basar. And the assumption is what does basar mean? Basar means meat. It means meat of the animal, right? That's step one. Step two, I learn out chelev. Step three, I learn out diaphragm kidneys. Why do I have to learn out chelev and diaphragm kidneys in two different steps? Why can't I learn them all out at once? I'll tell you. The Pasi needs to first teach me chelev, which of course teaches me chelev, and reach nichoach, which teaches me the diaphragm and the kidneys. Why? Because of Rahman chelev, have amina chelev in Yosaris Akavidush de Kloyoslo. Sivrabose, because had the Pasi just said chelev, I would have thought, what does chelev include? What does chelev include? Chelev. That's it. But not any part, not any other part. Therefore, again, Kasav Rahman al Reach nichoach. Therefore, Reach nichoach comes to teach me that no halacha lamaisa. Kidney and diaphragm as well. Because of Rachman al-Reach Nichoach. And if the Pasach would have just said Reach Nichoach, then Hava Amina Kala Olin L'Reach Nichoach Va'afilu Mincha. Then I will say, interestingly enough, if it would have just said Reach Nichoach, then I will say, I would have said that includes anything that is offered up which creates a pleasing aroma, which would also include what? The Mincha case. You also remember again, the Mincha case is the specific case of the Mincha offered up accompanying a carbon, accompanying a carbon, I might have thought that even if there's no sacrificial meat, so there's no meat, there's no chelev, there's no, there's no yosar sakave, there's no class, there's nothing, but there's a mincha that that satisfies the basa requirement. Therefore, again, kazav rachman chelev. So therefore, I will say, really fascinating, so if we keep building on this, same sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, for Karbanos, you require both Basar and Dam. And what comes out from this sugi is we've expanded the, the category of Basar. That Basar doesn't just include meat, but Basar also comes to include Chelev, the fats, as well as the Osiris HaKavit and the Kloyos, the diaphragm and the kidneys of the animal offered up on the Mizbech as well. As long as any of those are in existence, then Allah said the Basar criteria has been satisfied. However, we explicitly come to exclude an accompanying Mincha. So if there is no meat, quote-unquote, no Basar of the animal in existence, but the Mincha is there, that does not work to satisfy the Basar criteria. Beautiful. We'll say now we come to a great sugya. Mishnah. Nitma kal orubo. Let's listen to this. Let's say, Klal Yisrael becomes Tameh. Now, let's say, remember again, you think about this, how could this possibly happen? So the two simplest cases, one we saw in yesterday's daf, is the Nasi dies. Right, the Nasi dies. Let's say again, the king, or the Nasi wasn't the king, but the head of the Jewish people dies, and everybody goes to the Levaya. Everybody goes to the Levaya. Right? So, let's say, so again, you could have a situation where the majority of Klal Yisrael becomes Tameh, or the other possibility of, of course, is war, right? Where, where people are fighting, people are dying, there's Tumas Mace everywhere. Whatever the Metzius is, what happens if you have a situation of Nitmal Kahal, the entire Klal Yisrael becomes Tameh, or Rubo, or 51%, right? Remember, you don't, you don't need everyone, you just need a rove. 51% of Klal Yisrael becomes Tameh. Oh, listen to this, Oh, Shahayu Kahanim Tameim, Vakal Torah, this is an interesting case. Or, the Kohanim, Klal Yisrael is fine, right? They tar. But the Kohanim, for some reason, are all Tameh. 
And remember, again, I will say, interestingly enough, if the Kahanim are all Tameh, that's pretty much the equivalent of Klagisra being Tameh. Why? Why? Because you can't do the Avodah without Kohanim. So either, either way, the Avodah is going to be done B'Tumah. So, okay, or the Kohanim are Tameim, Fakal Tohorim, Yasu B'Tumah. The Bible saying all of these cases, Halach we do become in Pesach in a state of Tumah. That's the halacha. So the Gemara says, Nitma miotakal. So what happens if only a minority of Klal Yisrael became Tommy? So we'll say, again, remember, minority, majority, 51%. So now 49%, you'll see I'm definitely saying 49 and not 50. You'll see why we're going to deal with this in the Gemara. 49% of Klal Yisrael becomes Tommy. So what happens? So in this case, again, those who are, those who are Tahar do Pesach Rishon, and those who are Tomei perform the makeup Pesach in Pesach Sheni. Good. So we'll say, this is the halacha of Tumas Tzibor. Says the Gemara Tan Rabbanon, Hare Shahayu Yisrael Tumayin Vekohanim Ukli Shareis Tahorin. We'll say, let's see, find case number one. Klal Yisrael is Tomei, right? The Jewish people are Tomei. The Kohanim and the Klishare. So the Kohanim and the service utensils are Tahor. O Shahayu Yisrael Tahorin. Or a site, you have Klal Yisrael, the Jews, right? Klal Yisrael themselves are Tahar, but the issue is that the Kohanim are Tameim, or the service utensils of the Beis Hamikdash are Tameim. Vafilu Yisrael the Kohanim Tahorin, Ukli Sharis Tameim. Or a say again, case number three is Klal Yisrael the Kohanim are Tahorin, but the Kleisharis, the service utensils necessary for the Avodah, are all Tamei. And I will say, obviously, you're talking about a situation where you don't have the ability to make new ones. And what's the halacha? Yasu B'Tumah. But I say, the halacha is, we perform the Karban Pesach in a state of Tumah. She'ein Karban Tzibar Chaluk. Because I will say, at the end of the day, now look at Rashi, She'ein Karban Tzibar Hababa Tumah Chaluk Me'achar She'karban She'karban Ruban Baba Tumah so we'll say this is a very interesting halacha. That once the majority are bringing their carbon in a state of tumah, the minority follows. One would have thought that even where fifty-one percent of the cloud is is tar is ta, Sorry, even where fifty-one percent is tame, I would have thought like this. We'll say remember again. Think about this in just a moment. Let's take the simplest case. Where the Kohanim are fine and the, the Klei Shardes are fine. The issue is with Klav Yisrael. 51% of the Jewish people are Tamei, 49% are Tar. But say, if I were to ask you what to do, what would you say? What would you say? So the Pashtos, the easiest resolution is two groups. There's a Tamei group and there's a Tar group. In other words, let, let, let the Tar people do it, Batara. Let the Tamei people do it, Batuma. And Shalmai, so remember, again, we're going to see. The role is never nidchet to Pesach Shini, right? Pesach Shini is a din for individuals. It's never a din for the cow. But I would have thought, just have two different chaburas. Kamashulam, what the Gemara is teaching is that that's not the way it works. Once the majority of Klal Yisrael is tummy, and remember, now what we're seeing is that majority could take on a couple of different forms. It could be 51% of the people, or it could be that 100% of the people are tar. But the Kohanim are Tumayim. Because remember, again, I both say, having Kohanim or Tumayim effectively makes the Karban Betumah. Makes the Karban Betumah. Or for that matter, even the Yisraelim and the Kohanim are all Tahorim. But all of the service utensils are Tumayim. 
any of that ultimately again, once there's a majority that are Tamean in some way, shape, or form, the carbon is done betuma by everyone. By everyone, even the Tahar minority, which is really quite dramatic. She'in carbon Sibar Chava. Because you're both saying, this is actually incredible. Because once the, a carbon Sibar is not divided, once the Tzibar, once the Tzibar ultimately again is Tameh, so the Tzibar says everyone does it. I just want to point out something fascinating about the definition of Tzibar. So we'll say, what do you see? What's the definition of Tzibar? What's the definition of Tzibar? 51%. Which is really pretty incredible, because what it teaches is an important lesson. That in general, in general, you are never going to get 100% consensus. There are people who think that the goal is to get 100% consensus for something. I want to make everybody happy. It's a very noble cause, but it's an exercise in futility. You never make everyone happy. The goal is... If the majority are behind you, right? If the majority rally around the cause, if the majority in a bit, that's the tzibur. It, 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 it's such an incredible yisod because so many times we're focused on, and it's, it's very noble, it's very wonderful. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be good. I want everybody to be on board. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You see even halachically, the definition of tzibur, it's not 60%, it's not 70%, it's not 92%. It's 51%, which, which is really quite dramatic. Once 51% is on, that's the tzibur. That's the tzibur, move it forward. Incredible. So the Gemara goes back to Amr of Chista. So we'll say, so now, the Gemara is fascinated by this idea regarding the, the Kalim, right? So we'll say, this is case number three. Remember again, case number one is 51% of Kali Yisrael's tummy. Case number two Kal Yisrael is fine. The Kohanim are Tameim. Case number three is Kal Yisrael and the Kohanim are Tahorin, and the utensils are Tameim. So let's focus on that case in just a moment. Says the Gemara, Now when we say that the Kalim are Tameim, the example would be that, let's say, the Kalim contracted Tumas Mace. So let's say, let's say for argument's sake, the only knives that they can use for Shechita of the carbon, of the carbon Pesach have contracted Tumas Meis. Remember, metal is unique in that metal has the ability to assume the same level of Tumas. Remember again, normally we assume that Tumas is not a lateral transfer, right? But general, when, generally, whenever an item transmits Tumas, the item to which you transmit Tumas usually, usually does what? Goes down a level in Tumah. With one exception, Tumas Mace. Tumas Mace and metal, right? Tumas Mace conveys a lateral transference of Tumah. So a corpse, which is an Avatuma, or the Avosa Tumah, Avatuma will call it, makes the knife, makes the knife an Avatuma as well. So the Gemara says, so what happens if you have a knife which contracts Tumas Mace? So Metame Legavra, so ultimately again the knife will then go ahead and make the Kohen Tame. So ultimately, now, again, obviously, in this type of situation, the coin himself is Tomei Tomas Meis, right? It's Tomei Tomas Meis. And the carbon is being done, the carbon is being done with Toma. And remember, again, generally, what's the halacha if you perform the carbon Pesach in a state of Toma? Kares. But because now all of the Kalim are Tomeyan, and there is no way to perform the carbon without Tomas Haguf, 
Therefore, again, Tumah, this is the Tzibur, is considered to be Tameh, and the carbon could be performed. However, Aval, Nitmasakim, Bitumah Sheretz, Dilabasar, who did Metamile, the Gavr Lo Metamile, Tahorin, Avit, Tameh, and Lo Avit. I will say, this is incredible. Well, listen to this. So I will say, in that case, where the coin himself will become Tameh Tumas Mace, that's when we say the entire carbon is performed the Tumah. But I will say, what about the following case? Let's say all of the kalim became tame with Tumas Sheretz. Came in contact with a dead rodent. Shabbos say, what does a knife that was exposed to Tumas Sheretz do? So interestingly enough, that knife does not convey Tumah to a person. What will that knife convey Tumah to? It will convey Tumah ultimately again to food. To food. So interestingly enough, it'll convey Tumah to the carbon Pesach, but it won't convey Tumah to the coin. In that case, the Gemara says, I'm sorry, the Basahu de Metamule, Le Gavra Lo Metamule. So I'll say, in that case, to Horin Ovid, to Mayan Lo Ovid. But I'll say, interestingly enough, in that case, only people who are Tahar are permitted to perform the Karban Pesach. But ultimately, again, those who are Tameyan are not permitted to perform the Karban Pesach. Why not? Mutav Yochal Batumas Basar Belav, Va'al Yochal Va'al Yochal Basar Batumas Aguf Shubakaris. Because I will say, listen to this, this is incredible. What happens if you eat carbon Pesach afflicted with Tumas Sheretz? You're in violation of a love. What happens if you eat carbon Pesach but you, but you yourself are in a state of Tumah? That's Karis. So I will say, you hear the distinction between the two cases? A case number one where the knife contracted Tumas Mace. So we'll say in that case again, the coin himself becomes Tumas Mace, which is Tumas Aguf. Tumas Aguf. So once the coin contracts Tumas Aguf, then again, everybody is permitted to do Korban Pesach, even Halacha Lamaisa, all the Tumayim. But if the knife only contracted Tumas Sheretz, which means that when the coin picks up that knife, what's his status? What's his status? Tar. Totally tar. It's only the carbon which contracts some small level of Tumah. In that case, Shabbat we view the Karban Pesach as if it's being done in a state of Tara. And only those who are Tahorin are permitted to partake of the Pesach. Those who are Tumayin ultimately again will wait until Pesach Sheni. Alma Kasava Rav Chista Tumah Duchuya Bebetzibar. Shabbat say ultimately again, what do you see from here? The Rav Chista holds that Tumah is only Duchuya, not Hutra. V'chin Am Rav Yitzchak Tuma duchuya hibitzibar. So Rabbi Yitzchak said, you see from here that Tuma is duchuya not hotra. Also remember again, we, we were introduced to this concept on Shabbos. This is a fundamental machlokis in general by communal Tuma. When 51% of the kehila is Tameh. So what's this, what, how do we view Hilchos Tuma? Do we view Hilchos Tuma essentially as if they don't exist? That's Hutra, Or do we view Hilchos Tuma as if it is set aside? The Nafkamina exists, but make a dispensation. The Nafkamina, the Nafkamina is do you still have to be vigilant with how you deal with different elements of Tuma? So we'll say this is actually quite interesting. So the fact that we're making a distinction between a Klisharis which contracts Tuma's Mace versus a Klisharis which contracts Tuma's Sheretz indicates to us that Tuma is Duchuya, not Hutra. Incredible. But Rabba Amarabba says, Afilu Tumayin Nami Avdi. Rabba says, no. Even in a case where the knife only contracted Tumas Sheretz, we even allow people who are Tumay Tumas Guf to partake in the Karban Pesach. My time, Adichsev, Vahabasr Asher Yiga Bechol Tumay, 
lo yochal, because the Pasik says that if sacrificial meat comes in contact with anything that is tummy, lo yeachel, sorry, it shall not be consumed. And then it says, ba'ishi saref, you have to go ahead and burn it. Va'basar kaltar yochal basar. And basar, ultimately, again, anyone who is tahar can eat the meat. So listen to this drasha. Kolhecha dolo karinan be ba'basar sheiga b'chol tummy lo yeachel. Anytime I don't apply the concept that if a meat comes in contact with something that is tummy, it should not be eaten. Like in this case, where the meat is coming in contact with a knife that has tummy tumas sheretz, we're allowing it to be consumed. Lo karinan bay v'habasar kol tohar kol tohar yochabasar. I don't apply the standard that only tar people can go ahead and eat the sacrificial meat. So whenever I do apply the concept of halacha that anything that comes into contact with a davra tame cannot be consumed, I also apply the concept that anyone who is tar can only eat the sacrificial meat. So what comes out over here is as follows. Everyone agrees that in the case where, let's say, the knife, and we're using knife as just as the example of the clay sharis, of, of, the, of the service utensils. If the knife is tummy tumas mace, everyone agrees in that case, I will say, what happens? Pretty much, we count it as if the entire klal Yisrael is tummy. Why? Because as soon as the client picks up that knife, I will say, what's his status? What's his status? He's tummy. He's tummy tumas mace, because that's the nature of metal with tumas mace. That is a case of the tzibor offering up the carbon Pesach betumah. And again, halacha lamaisa will view it as if 51% of Klal Yisrael is tamay, And therefore, again, everyone could partake in that carbon Pesach. Good. What about the case where the, where the clay sharetz, in this case the knife, becomes tamay tumas sharetz? So remember again, what's the impact? So remember, a dead rodent falls on the knife. Fantastic. I mean, not fantastic, but you understand, right? So it falls on the knife. So we'll say, see now, what, what, what happens? The client picks up the knife. What happens to the client picks up the knife? Nothing. Nothing. What happens when the coin goes ahead and shechs the carbon Pesach? Transmits Tumah to the Pesach. So we'll say, so now the Shaila is, so now what I want to point out is something very important. In this case, in this case, Tumah is being imparted to the Pesach, but the coin himself has no Tumas Haguf. So the Shaila now is, what do we do with this Pesach regarding those who are Tomei and Klal Yisrael? Do we say that once the Karban Pesach itself is Tomei, all of the Tomeim could partake of it? Right, that was the first opinion. I'm sorry, that's the second opinion, right? Do we say all of the, right, once the Karban Pesach itself is Tomei, everybody can partake of it? Do we say, no, 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 no. Those are two very different things. When the Karban Pesach becomes Tomei, it's true. You're in violation of, of a love. By consuming carbon based act that's but less brira, there's no choice. But that's not a license to allow people who have personalistic tumah to partake. Because partaking of the carbon Pesach, when you have personalistic tumah, is an iser curry. So that's the machlokas. Does the tumah of the carbon Pesach allow for individuals who are Tumayim to do Pesach Rishon or not? That piece is machlokas. Good. But see, now a great case. Great, very exciting sugis. Very exciting. Itmar. Harish Hoyu Yisrael. Mechzet Ram Mechzet Ram. It's great. 50-50. Mamish 50-50. What happens if exactly 50-50 split in Klal Yisrael? 50% are Tar. 50% are Tomei. What do you do in this situation? Well, so remember again, we've always been dealing with Rov and Miut. So Rav, Rav says that interestingly enough, a 50-50 split is 
treated like a majority. We'll see exactly what that means in just a moment. Rav Kahana says, no, 50-50 split is not a majority split. Rav So Rav says that halacha lamaisa. 50-50 split is like a row. So we'll say, what does that mean? So we'll say, so remember again, if 50-50 split is a majority, what does that mean? What does that mean? You have two majorities, right? You have two majorities. That means you have a majority of Tamein and a majority of Tamein. So how do, how do you deal with that? So watch this. We'll say, this is great. You have two carbon Pesachs. Now, of course, what it means is you have many more than two carbon Pesachs. What it means is you have two different groups Legabi carbon Pesach. So this group, meaning the Tahorin, they'll perform their Pesach, and the Temeyin will perform their Pesach. Halolu osin liatzman, falolu osin liatzman. We'll say, look at Rashi. Halolu osin liatzman betara, vhalolu osin liatzman betuma. Tahorin lo avdi betuma dahavi karov. The rov Tahorin lo avdi betuma. Temeyin l'sheni lo mitri mishum davi the ruba v'ruba l'sheni l'micha. But listen to this. So remember, the fifty percent who are tar. They can't do the carbon Pesach bitumah. Why not? Why not? Because they're a rov. The group who is tame, they can't be pushed off to Pesach Sheni. Why? Because the majority of the, of, of the klal is never pushed off to Pesach Sheni. So essentially that year you have two different groups for carbon Pesach. You have a tar group. Obviously, in each of these larger groups, you can have many more, you have many smaller subset groups. But you have a Tara group, and you have a Tame group, everyone performing their Kaban Pesach and Pesach Rishon. Rav Kana, Amar, Rav Kana says, Mechza, Mechza, Enikarov. Rav Kana says, no, it's 50-50, is not like two majorities. So what do you do, Abosai? Tahorin Osin as Harishon. So what we'll do is we'll have the Tahorin, they'll do Pesach Rishon. Utumein Osin as Hasheni. But it's very interesting, and the Tamei group, they will go ahead and do Pesach Sheni. Look at Rashi. So again, Rav will say, The Tahorin will do, ultimately, again, their Karban Pesach, on Pesach Rishon, Betara, Betara, then Rashi points out, technically speaking, because they're not the majority, they could technically even do it Betuma, but certainly again, they'll strive to do it Betara, and the Tomei group, because they're not a majority, will be pushed to Pesach Sheni. Good. Ikidan will say an alternate version of Rav Kana. So we'll say this is, we're going to see two versions of Rav Kana. So first version of Rav Kana is Mechza Mechza is not Kirov, 50-50 is neither is a majority, therefore again, the Tara group, does their Pesach, Pesach Rishon. The Tamei group does their Pesach and Pesach Sheni. Ikedami, an alternate version. Amrav Kana, Mechza, Mechza, Eno Kirov. We'll say in this version, listen to this. Again, same idea. 50-50 is not a rove. So Tahorin Osin as Harishon. So the Tar group, they'll do Pesach Rishon. Amad Beis, Utemeyin, watch this. Ein Osin lo as Harishon velo as Hasheni. Wow. Wow. Rav Kahana says, the Tameyin, they're stuck. They can't do Pesach Rishon, nor can they do Pesach Sheni. Why not? So we'll say they can't do Pesach Rishon. For instance, why can't they do Pesach Rishon? Because the only time that a Tamei group could do Pesach Rishon on both sides is when? When? When they're the majority. So they're not the majority. Listen to this. This is incredible. They also can't do Pesach Sheni. Why? 
because they're not a minority. So we'll say, what Rav, in this alternate version, what Rav Kahana is saying is a 50-50 split is really problematic because neither group is a majority and neither group is a minority. So remember again, for the Tahorin, it's not a problem. Tahorin will just do Pesach Rishon. For the Temeyan, as they say, they're nishtahin, nishtaher, right? They're really, they're, they're stuck. They can't do Pesach Rishon because the only time atomic group could do Pesach Rishon is if, if they're a majority. They can't do Pesach Sheni because Pesach Sheni is only made for who? Made for who? A minority. And they're not a minority. So therefore, they can't do Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni. So over there, both say, two versions of Rav Kahana. In version number one, Mechza, Mechza. Again, Tahorin will always do Pesach Rishon. And ultimately, again, Temein will do Pesach Sheni, which is essentially saying <clears throat> that in version, in version number one, Rav Osai, Rav Kahana says, essentially, if you're not a majority, by definition, you are what? A minority. That's what version number one says. If you're not a majority, you're a minority. And if you're a minority, then you can go in and do Pesach Sheni. In version number two, it's not true. So you both say in version number one, there are two states, majority or minority, right? So in version number one, therefore 50-50. If you're not a majority, you're a minority. That, that's fine, that's fine. So the Tahori group could do Pesach Rishon. The Tomei group, if you're not a majority, you're a minority, could do Pesach Sheni. In version number two, there are three states. There's majority, minority, and Mechza al-Mechza. So therefore, again, the Tahorin, they'll do Pesach Rishon, they're fine. The Temeyan, they can't do Pesach Rishon because they're not a majority. They also can't do Pesach Sheni because they're not a minority. They're Mechza al-Mechza. So what happens to that Mechza al-Mechza Tomei group in this situation, second version of Kana? Nothing. Nothing. They just don't have a carbon Pesach that particular year. Incredible. So we'll say that's analyzed. Tanan, Nit makal orubo o shayu kohanim temein vakal tohorin. So we'll say, let's say you have a situation of the entire kihilo or the majority become tummy, or the kohanim are temeim and the, the rest of the Jews are fine. So what's the halacha? Yasu betuma. Halacha lemaisi, you do the carbon pesach betuma. So the Gemara says, it's very important inference. Rubo hu davidi betuma. So ultimately, what can you infer from here? It's only if the majority of the kihilo are tummy. That you do the carbon betuma. Aval palga u palga lo avdi berishon. But I will say ultimately again, if there's a 50 50 split, it appears that no one should do Pesach Rishon. I will say it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good inference from this, right? That halacha lamaisa, if there's a 50 50 split, you could infer from this that no one does Pesach Rishon. Kashi rav. So I will say ultimately again, this will be a kashan rav. Because remember again, I will say, Rav says, Rav, remember, we were focusing on Rav Kahana, but remember again, what, what was Rav's shita? Rav said that halacha lemaisa mechza mechza is what? Is both of them are like a rove. So we'll say, what happens in that case? What happens in that case, according to Rav? Two groups, a tahar group and a tamay group. The tahar group does their karban betumah, or betara, sara, sorry, and the tamay group does their karban betumah. So we'll say, so again, this seems to contradict Rav. So we'll say, Rav will say like this. No, no, no. In the case of the majority of the Klal is Tameh, then obviously everyone does the Kabbam Betumah. We'll say, remember again, this is the Chiddush. Remember, this is the great Chiddush in all of this because I would have thought intuitively, even if 51% of Klal Yisrael is Tameh, I would have assumed that how should Kabbam Pesach be done, Rabosai? Still what? Still what? Two groups. Let there be one group who does a betumah, one group who does a betara. That, that's what I would have thought. Kamash no. 
that when the robe of Klal Yisrael is Tameh, everyone does it B'tumah together. Which I'm say is also such an incredible insight, sometimes into Achdus, right? That sometimes, I'm say sometimes, you give up the Lechatchila in order to be part of the Klal. It's an incredible Yisod. Shouldn't the 49% do the Karban B'tara as opposed to joining the 51% for doing the carbon batuma, but I see, see this incredible like dialectic, this incredible two sides of the coin. On one hand, on one hand, sometimes unity means fifty-one percent. <laughs> sometimes you can't get a. So if you have to get something done, fifty-one percent is the cloud. Move it forward. I forty-nine percent is not going to be happy. That's the price of doing business. You, you, you just got to get the job done. The something that's get done, you got to move forward. Yet sometimes what you see is you give up your personal tara to be part of the carbon seber that is being brought b'toma. So knowing when to forge forward with 51% and when to go ahead and give up your personalistic tara to be part of the tzibur, that's the great challenge of achdos, right? Knowing when to employ which principle. In any event, Rav says as follows. Palgu palga, but Rav will say, when it's a 50-50 split, halalu osin liatzman, balalu osin liatzman. So both say, Rav will make this distinction. Again, when there's a rove, the halach is clear, everybody offers a patoma. 50-50 split, Rav says both. Remember, Rav's sheet, Rav will say, is that in 50-50 split, how do we view that? How do we view that? What's incredible chiddush? How do we view it? Two roves. Two roves. So there's rove to me and rove to horeb. Well, in that case, Tameim have their Gru Chevra, Torah have their Chevra. This seems to be clear. If you look at these Seifa, so the Seifa said if a minority became Tomei, ultimately again, but the majority is Tar, so what's Tahalacha? So the Tahorin do their Karban right on Pesach Rishon, and the Tameim go to Pesach Sheni. Miut hu da'avdi b'sheni. It's only the Miut, ultimately, who does their carbon on Pesach Sheni. Aba palgo palgo lo. If it's a 50-50 split, according to Rav, the Tamein would not be pushed to Pesach Sheni. Rather, they would perform their own carbon on Pesach Rishon. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Aba palgo palgo lo. Va'avdi berishon. Va'halalu osin liatzman. So we'll say, so therefore, again, this is Shitas Rav. Again, if there's a majority of Tameyan, everybody does it betumah. A majority of Tahorin, the Tahorin do Pesach Rishon, the Tameyan push the Pesach Sheni. According to Rav, like two roves. And therefore, you will have two, quote unquote, two carbon Pesachs. The Tahorin group will have their common Pesach, Pesach Rishon. The Tameh group will have their common Pesach, Pesach Rishon. And everybody moves on from there. The Alakash of Rav Kahana. But I will say, what does Rav Kahana do with this Mishnah? Because it contradicts his position. So the Gemara says, Alakash of Rav Kahana. Amalakha Rav Kahana. Nitmu'u miyotakal Tahorin. So I will say, if a minority, ultimately, again, of the of Klav Yishra becomes Tameh, Tahorin osin esharishon. So ultimately, again, so the Tahorin will go ahead and do Pesach Rishon. Utmein osin esasheni. Ultimately, again, the Tmei will do Pesach Sheni. Aye, what can we infer from this? Ha palgu palgu Tahorin osin esharishon. Aval Tmein in an osin lo esharishon below esasheni. So we'll say, but you can infer from this that if it's palgu palgu 50 50, the Tahorin will do Pesach Rishon. 
but maybe the the Tameyan can't do Rishon or Sheni. So the Gemara says, Hatinech Lalishna Basra, the Rav Kahana. So this makes sense according to the second version of Rav Kahana, because we'll say this was that this was the second version. But I'll say, what do you do with it? But it doesn't make sense according to the first version of Rav Kahano. So the Gemara says, Rav Kahano, Huadin, Dafilu, Palgo, Palgo, Nami, Tohorin, Osinas, Arishon, Tomein, Osinas, Hashemi. So Rav Kahano will say, no. Even Palgo, Palgo, even 50 50, Tohorin will do Pesach Rishon, and Tomein will do Pesach Sheni. Vahai, Diktani, Miotakal, and I will say the only reason why it said Neotakal was just for textual symmetry. Fine. So I will say, so we are still left with this Machlokis, Rav and Rav Kanna. I just want to point out again, so remember Rav says, Mechza, Mechza, two roves. Two roves. And therefore again, two different carbon Pesachs on Pesach region. Rav Kahana, I will say we have two versions in Rav Kahana. Version one in Rav Kahana, Version version one in Rav Kahana ultimately again is essentially is essentially if you are not a, a majority you are a minority and therefore Allah Maisa, the Tahorin do Pesach Rishon and the Tameyan do Pesach Sheni in version two of Rav Kahana no there's three states there's majority minority and Mechza Mechza so in the case of Mechza Mechza Tahorin will do Pesach Rishon but ultimately again Tameyan can't do Rishon or Sheni. So we'll say, so again, Machlokas, Rav and Rav Kahana, but then two different versions in Rav Kahana. Pretty amazing. The Gemara goes right there. Tanya Kabbal say the Rav, Tanya Kabbal say the Rav Kahana. We'll say you have a Brisa that supports Rav and a Brisa that supports Rav Kahana. So the Gemara says, Kitrei Lishnei. And by the way, we'll say two Brisos that support Rav Kahana, one according to each of the versions of Rav Kahana. Tanya Kabbal say the Rav, let's at least see the Brisa that supports Rav. Hayu Yisra Mechza Torah and Mechza Tzmein. If Klal Yisra Mechza or Mechza, Mamish 50 50 Torah and Tzmein. Each group does their own carbon pesach. So we'll say that's pretty explicit, right? That's Rav Shita. Mechza, Mechza, Tahorin do their carbon, Tameyan do their carbon, Shalom Yisrael. Everybody's good. Tanya Kalishna Kamad Rav Kahana. We have another Brisa that supports the first reading of Rav Kahana. Harisha Yisrael, Mechza, Tahorin, Mechza, Tameyan. Tahorin Osinas Harishon, Utameyan Osinas Hasheni. So we'll say, according to Rav Kahana, Mechza, Mechza, Tahorin will do Rishon, Tameyan will do Sheni. Why? Because remember again, if you're not a rove, by definition, what are you? What are you? A miut. And if you're a miut, you could be Nidchet Pesach Sheni. Vitanya Kalishna Basra, Rav Kahana. And also, we have a Brisa that supports the second version of Rav Kahana. Harisha Yisrael Mechza Torah Mechza Tzmein fifty fifty split again. Torin Osin Es Harishon the Torin could do Pesach Rishon Tzmein Ein Osin Loas Harishon Veloas Hasheni. Ultimately, again, the Tzmein can't do Rishon or Sheni. Ula Rav. So say so again. So therefore, prices that support both Rav and Rav Kahana and both versions of Rav Kahana. Ula Rav. So we'll say first white line. I intend some days. According to Rav, and according to the second version of Rav Kahana, so we'll say, how do you understand 
the statement that says that the Tahorin do the Rishon and it's made Dushani. This case. So that's how you could explain it. Listen to this. So to throw another wrinkle into this, says, Let's see the fun situation. Where half of Klai Yisrael is Tamei, half of Klai Yisrael is Tar. But I will say, but what ultimately, again, is part of the, part of the number of Tameim are women. And this opinion will say, Nashim Berishon Rishos. I will say we're going to discuss this interesting discussion over here about the obligation of women vis-a-vis Karban Pesach. Karban Pesach. So I will say, listen to this. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Actually, not yet. If and now, so women will be part of the group who are Temeim, but ultimately, again, this opinion holds that women, when it comes to Karban Pesach, is a Rishos. They don't have an obligation, but rather, again, it's an optional participation. Dal Noshim Temeim. Therefore, according to this opinion, you would subtract women from the number of people who are Tamei, in that case, again, the Tamei would be the minority, and ultimately, again, the minority is pushed to Pesach Sheni. We know it will stop over here for today. We'll pick up with this. So, so again, just to so understand, we're just leaving off still with the Machlokis Rav and Rav Kahana and two versions in Rav Kahana. That's where this holds off. And Mirza Hashem, we'll see the halacha la of this, which is going to be very exciting. Mirza Hashem in tomorrow's daf. Shkoyach.